Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome into Embrace Debate, your spot for all things Carolina Panthers debate and topics here on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, powered by the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by Cody Lashley from the Carolina Cat Chronicles. Supposed to have Monty Fetty, we can't find him. Um, <laughs> we don't know where Monty is. Uh, so if you have seen Monty, we let him know that we are looking for him and uh, are hoping he's going to pull through. What's going on, Cody? What's up, man? Hey, I don't blame him. He he didn't want this work on a on a on a Friday morning, so it's he's, all good, he's, man. He's around. I saw you. He was just on Twitter like twenty minutes ago, so he may have forgotten that we had uh, decided to do this at ten thirty. Um, so I hey, man, we'll do what to do. It's a good day. Julius Peppers is in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he is. We got yes, a brand new is. head coach, man. I'm happy. I'm happy to do it, man. Happy we're gonna to get. Do it. We'll get into all those topics here uh, while we're here this morning. Um, We'll get into Julius Peppers. Shout out to uh, Julius Peppers, the first Carolina Panther drafted by the Panthers to be selected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He became a finalist late last night, so shout out to him. We'll get into Pep in just a second. Um, We'll talk about Dan Morgan. We'll talk about Dave Canales, who's been making the rounds uh, through the media uh, the past week or so. And uh, we'll start to get into the roster a little bit, too. Um, I want to put – well, first of all, let me address the crowd. Uh, if, If you follow me on Twitter please unfollow the DZ underscore three five zero five handle. If, if you're, if you don't know by now uh, my account got compromised and some kind of Bitcoin spam bot thing started spamming out stuff out of that handle. So I had to make a new handle right here. Uh, Des Johnson underscore three five zero five. So please follow me over there. That's actually my uh, official account. Uh, the old one that I had is I no longer have access to it. And apparently nobody works at Twitter. It's all automated. So nobody's helping me out here. So, um, if you followed me over there, please unfollow that one and follow me at Des Johnson underscore three five zero five. Um, Cody, let's just uh hop into it here with Pet. Um, sure. Panthers. Uh, oh, and, uh, if you're watching and listening to the audience, you can participate in this debate as well. Help us out because we can't find money. Uh, you can put your comments, questions, 
debate topics over in the uh, the Facebook or the YouTube feed, and it'll pop up uh, for us to read live on the air. We'll be able to uh react to it um panthers defensive end julius peppers nominated as a pro football hall of fame finalist is pep a top five defensive end of all time yeah i do believe so and maybe i'm biased because you know i'm a panther fan uh <laughs> but but i mean listen the, if you look at the guy that just won defensive player of the year last night miles garrett right julius peppers was miles garrett before miles garrett Bigger than you, faster than you, stronger than you. He could intercept the ball and take it for a pick six all the way to the house. Led the dudes incredible. The first player ever with 100 sacks and I believe 10 interceptions. That's wild. It doesn't even sound like a real number. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 again, I think that Julius Peppers is definitely one of the best players, certainly to ever play for the Panthers. And in my opinion, he is a top five defensive end of all time. I know there's a lot of names, but. Dude, I don't think they compare to, to what Pep could do physically. I mean, just looking at his stats below, 553 solo tackles, 159 and a half sacks. That's fourth all time. Oh, bless me. Excuse me. <clears throat> 51 forced fumbles, 11 interceptions. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of a couple that would be before him. Um, do Dwight Free was also uh he was in there last night. I don't know. I, I don't know if I could name four better than him. How about that? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like sneezing. <laughs> What's going on <laughs> there? Okay? Trying to I'm catch my voice. Uh our boy Monty uh popped into the house. What's going on, Monty? What's going on, fellas? How are y'all doing today? We good, brother. We good. Uh we had to go ahead and cop on those people waiting in the thing, but um first topic still. Um Defensive end Julius Peppers nominated as a Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist last night. Uh, first Carolina Panther drafted by the franchise to be selected to the Hall of Fame. First ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, in your mind, is Pep a top five defensive end of all time? Absolutely. I, I'm probably – I guess it's easy to say I'm biased, you know, because I'm a Panther fan here. Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 I kind of caught the back end of y'all's uh, conversation. Yeah, I don't think I can name five better than Pep, uh, especially at his prom. Uh, you know, and he's went on to do it for three different, uh, you know, franchises there. Um, I Yeah, I think he definitely would be top five, you know, just from the longevity part of it and, you know, just the production as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, she went from top five. I was trying to think. Okay, so I'll I'll bite. I'll try to name. See, so Reggie White, Bruce Smith. Now, would you put LT in that category or because he's an outside linebacker, you wouldn't? No, I'd put him as a – well, okay. huh, actually, were they playing a 3-4? I mean, he, he was, was like – yeah, yeah, he was outside. Yeah, he was outside linebacker. But. No, I think I would take just a straight-up defensive end. Yeah. Although Peppers played outside linebacker too uh, for part of his yeah. career in Green Bay, Chicago. Yeah. So, um, hmm, that's a good question, actually. Yeah, it, I think I kind of would put LT in there. Um, Michael, Michael Strahan? Hmm. See, now we're getting to the nitty gritty. Like, would you rather have straight hand? Yeah. Or would you have See, you know, I mean, like, you know, I'd but, probably mm. take. I, I'd probably take Pep over straight hand. Take that too. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <here we laughs> go. That's that five, six, seven level, like right there, right? I guess because straight hands up there too. Um, I only said. Yeah. I only said uh, Bruce Smith and Reggie White. Who am I forgetting? Yeah, Bruce Smith, Reggie White. There's a couple. I'm forgetting. Let me go look at that's the what I'm list. saying. Like when you when you think of just pure edge, I mean like just pass rushers, 
LT comes up, you know, like I know he's not an edge per se, but uh, Kevin Green. Well, he's a side. Well, he's oh, outside. That's a, hey, another Panther. Another yeah, Panther. A, but didn't but he was big as hell though? Didn't he play some edge? I think I thought he was an outside. He was an outside linebacker because remember he was in that group that we had with him and Lamar Lathan, Sam Mills when we were running three four. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah, looking yeah. through the. I'm looking through the, the history of uh, sack leaders. Uh, Bruce Smith, number one. Reggie White, two. Kevin Green, number three. Uh, Julius Peppers, four. Actually, Pep only missed Kevin Green by half a sack. Damn. Uh, Chris Dolman, five. Strahan, six. J- uh, Jason Taylor, seven. Terrell Suggs, eight. Then you get to, like, DeMarcus Ware. <laughs> DeMarcus Ware. Yeah, that's another name you forget about, too. DeMarcus Richard Ware. Dent. Um now what about J- now? Okay, hold on. What 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 about like a JJ Watt? He, I mean, he plays like a uh, more like a five tech and a three four, but still, he's you know. Yeah, top I look five at Watt as a, as a tackle though. Um, like you said, I mean, he he does play. I mean, but, but him and like even Aaron Donald, you know, what I mean, you, you can even make the argument Aaron Donald is going to be a looked at as a pass rusher as well. But you know, they they more were in interior defensive tackle in my opinion or even interior defensive lineman then i look as as a sole pass rusher yeah and most of most of the guys on this list not i'm looking at it are outside linebackers it looks like once you get past like the top five um remember chris dolman was ranked so high he's number five um yeah i think he's i can say he's top five he's a top five out here um yeah so i i can't i can't think of no so I'm, I'm happy for him i'm glad he came back uh to carolina i mean um, if you have, look up like on this didn't he have like 11 sacks his last year or something like that? Yeah, like 10 or 11. If you look up uh, like top defensive ends of all time, most of them are from like the 60s and 70s and, you know, like yeah. before the before the current era. Uh, I mean, and, yeah. Yeah, but, like, but like I said, he's top five to me because he represents what every GM from now until the end of time is going to want in that position. The size, the strength, the speed, the athleticism. Uh, he represents the total package, man. So even if some of those guys were better statistically, bro, Julius Peppers is him. He's the only he's the only person still to this day that's played in an NCAA Final Four and a Super Bowl. So I mean, he yeah, he's a freak. Six uh, six. The only only player I can think Two, of stature wise, like that could stand beside Cam Newton and not look small, <laughs> was Julius Peppers. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Like in terms of his, like he just a country boy, just like you, you know the ones that they don't lift weights, but country you know, strong man. They grew up bales of hay around. Yeah, moving on the around like in the afternoon, get him in the bay or whatever. He's like one of those yeah. dudes uh, from Eastern yeah, uh, Eastern North Carolina. Um, let me move on to the next topic here. Uh, and that is actually um, our new head coach, Dave Canales. Uh, I've been really impressed with this dude. Uh, I wasn't expecting to be as impressed with him as early as I've been. Uh, but what has impressed you the most so far about head coach Dave Canales? Because he's been making the rounds. He's been on Up and Adams. He's been on uh, NFL Live. He's been on. He's been all over the place, actually. Um, and he seems really... Uh, genuine genuine is probably the best word to describe him like yeah. he just seems like he he just can't wait to get his day started like he's just so excited to do what he does uh what do you think cody we've had a couple of weeks now to kind of uh see what this guy's really about what uh what are your what's impressed you the most so far about dave canales 
Yeah, I've been liking Dave Canales. And, you know, I've been saying this a while back since before we hired the coach that you should have really been open-minded to more than one candidate, right? Because people were talking Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick. And in the back of my mind, I just felt like that was never going to happen, right? So uh, a lot of people, when they originally heard that uh, Dave Canales was hired as the head coach, they were not too happy, Monty. Uh, but I've been happy with it because I know the one thing that got him hired, right? It's that ability to turn around the quarterback position. He did it with Geno Smith. Nobody thought Geno Smith was a franchise quarterback. And now he's Seattle's guy. Uh, everyone, including us in Panther fandom, thought Baker Mayfield was basic. He's just whatever. And then he goes out and has a great season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. On top of all of that, he seems like the type of guy, you know, we were wanting a culture builder, someone that can bring that culture back to the Carolinas. Well, he has the type of attitude and mindset that I feel can do that. And I think he's a great coach. He's an offensive-minded head coach. Uh, I, I'm I'm hoping that we got him a year early. So I think Dave Canales could have been the Ben Johnson of next year's coaching cycle, if that makes sense, you know? No, and, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. kind of jumped on that train a little bit early. I like it. I like the hire. Uh, I like his attitude. He has that young, fresh energy. I'm for it, man. I, I like it. Monty, what are your thoughts on uh, Dave? Because I've seen – I've really seen the fan base online really lean into this hire a lot quicker than I expected them to, us included. Um, I think we were skeptical at first, but it really only took to do like a day or so of of talking for us to kind of be like, okay, this is this is different. This is different than what they've tried before. Um, and to Cody's point, I think they, I think he's right. I think they're about a year ahead on him. Uh, what are your thoughts on Dave? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think as as time goes on, as we get more information, uh, I think we a lot of a lot more fans are are embracing him more. I am kind of, I, I still, I really do like the hire now. You know, I I have kind of grown on to the hire or me liking the hire as well. I am kind of you know skeptical just about the the whole process in general. I kind of want to see what we're going to do in free agency. But like you said, man, everything that you see from him, from you know NFL Live and you know every interview that you see, he seems real and again genuine is is the best word for it. Just seems more real genuine, real down to earth, but real excited to be here, real you know excited to start a new uh, era here in Carolina. And I'm all for it. You know, I, I think getting a young offensive guy to pair with Bryce. Um, if if we can get some weapons, like I said, I do want to see what we're going to do in free agency. But if we can definitely, you know, get some weapons for Bryce, uh, it could be, you know, uh, we could definitely have got him a year early. And I, and I think that's a good way to phrase it as well, Cody. Um, you know, we could have definitely got, you know, a very, a very high end, you know, head coach here a year early. And then that's that's only going to be beneficial for Bryce here in the future. So, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, definitely want to see what the future you know holds before I'm, I'm all in. I think we've doubled down or a lot of fans have doubled down on coaches before and it just hasn't worked. So, you know, I want to see what happens next, but I'm excited. It, 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 he's a he's a complete contrast to Frank Wright to me. Um, thinking back in hindsight, at this point last year when they were introducing Frank and we're kind of getting to know Frank, it feels like we can talk ourselves into Frank Wright. Like at that point, you know, like yeah, like almost not resigned to it, but we were just like, well, he did play for Carolina. Well, he does live in Charlotte. This could work possibly. Yeah, and he, he was, was a football guy. Versus, yeah, he was a football you know, guy. Rule. Yeah, so we were like, all right, let's see what happens, but. If you think from day other than his hair, other than his hair color, 
he didn't really change. Like his demeanor didn't change at all from like day one to the very end. It was kind of the same even keel, just like just wait, things will be better kind of type of approach to it where Canales like attacks the day. You know what I mean? Like, like what can we yeah. do to be better today so that tomorrow we can be better than today? Like that kind of stuff. Like it's like the difference between proactive and reactive. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, getting out ahead of it and making the proper changes before you're forced to do so. I like that because uh, the, the ones that we were going to attach you, Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, what happened with both of them? They both went back to their team. So like, can you imagine if we had been putting all our chips on the table for Ben Johnson? And then Ben Johnson goes yeah. back to Detroit for a second year, and we miss out. Like, <laughs> no. <everyone. laughs> like we, no, we get nobody, or like. And we were already <laughs> trying to dispel the rumors that he, uh, you know, that he went back to Detroit not because of Carolina, right? If right. he were to do it two years in a row, that'd have been that that would have been wild. Stay I think we dodged the bullet. I, I mean, I, I know he's wanting to win the Super Bowl with the Lions. I think we dodged a bullet, man. I think Johnson's kind of revealed himself a little bit. I, I heard he's not a good interview, um, and that's part of the reason why he's been pulling himself back out after the first interviews. The teams just weren't really impressed with him. Like, he's not like a, uh, a quote, leader of men. Like, some of the teams will follow through a brick wall, um, and maybe the, and he's saving face by just going back to Detroit. Uh, with Slowick, I don't know exactly the situation there, but um, I was worried about Slowick being it more he had cj stroud to play with as opposed to and put and pieces around cj stroud so it made him look better than he would have say say bobby sloke was the offensive coordinator here last year like with what he had to work with would he be getting head coaching opportunities you know that kind of thing so i wasn't really too sold neither one of them i didn't know a whole lot about dave canales to be honest but one of my friends uh that works with me as a tampa bay uh fan and was like, if you guys get Dave Canales, you're getting a good one. Like everything I've heard about him, some positive from players, people around him, uh, that just he's a good guy. Um, and I like the continuity. Uh, for once, we finally have a general manager and a head coach in the same cycle, locked in, ready to go. We have not had that since uh, Ron Rivera and Marty Herney, if I'm not mistaken. Like when they got yeah. hired in uh, 2010, that's the last time we hired both yeah. in the same cycle. So. Yeah. Uh, it's new. (laughs) It's different. And we did it right. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hired the GM before we hired the head coach. Yeah, usually usually we do just one and hold on to the other, and it usually never works. Um, yeah. But with this, them knowing each other coming in, it feels like they might have got this right. And, and that's weird to say. <laughs> that's really weird to say for the Panthers that they might have got something right. But it does kind of appear that they may have. Um, let's talk about the other part of that. Because uh, I kind of count them as a tandem now, and that's uh, General Manager Dan Morgan, former Panther uh, linebacker great Dan Morgan. Um, and I'm sure his name's going to pop up. Uh, I'll drop it here, but uh, the Believe in Panthers pod, we decided we're going to build an ultimate 52-man Panther roster in the offseason and let the fans vote on all the positions. So keep an eye out on that from our social media. People will go in and vote on two or three linebackers, a couple quarterbacks, that kind of thing, and we'll reveal them each week throughout the offseason with me and uh, Skyler and uh, Jay Stu. Um, with uh, Dan Morgan, there's a lot of holes in this roster, fellas. Uh, Monty, 
which part of the roster should general manager Dan Morgan focus on first in your mind? It's like you said, we have it's, 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 you got to take a deep breath before you process. Yeah, it's like, um, <laughs> um, it's I don't know. I mean, the, the, I'm, I'll say either pass rusher or offensive line. Um, and reason why I say that, or because I, I think depending on, I think T. Higgins is either going to go back to Cincinnati or going to get a big contract somewhere else. I think you're going to organically fall into a receiver. You know, I think receiver is going to be addressed in the draft. I, I would like us to add a pass rusher and add some depth on the offensive line, though. Uh, I know we're getting guys back healthy. Um, if we can get a guy like Calvin Ridley, you know, on a discount, because I believe he's not going to be as expensive as everybody thinks, I think that's going to be huge. And then you're going to have to double down in free agency with a uh, receiver. But, yeah, man, I would will, I will love us to get another, uh, you know, somebody opposite Brian Burns. Or if Brian Burns isn't here, we got to get somebody to, you know, to fill that void with another hole that we'll create there. And I also feel like that you got to add some more depth to the offensive line, man. You got to protect Bryce, Bryce Young. So I think those kind of may be the first two priorities. You got to start with the trenches first and then work your way out. But, you know, other than, I mean, those are your first two. And then you got to get some weapons. You know, I feel like those are kind of be your, your two things. That, and then, you know, no way to add dogs, then you got to add dogs on, on the trenches first. And I think that's kind of your, your priority, in my opinion. But yeah, those those would be my my two or top three priorities. Uh, Cody, same thing. What part of the roster should general manager Dan Morgan focus on first? Bro, low key, it might be left tackle. <laughs> I mean, straight it might up, be. <laughs> it, it, it might it might be left tackle, man. Um, look, I know I'm a believer that Brady Christensen can play the spot, but I kind of think that that's too far down the road for anyone to actually do it. So, uh, I mean, Tyron Smith is going to be your free agent. At left tackle, he's long in the tooth, getting older. Um, but uh, so was Andrew Whitworth when he went from the Bengals to the Rams. So mm-hmm. maybe that's a move. Um, again, like I know everybody talks about T. Higgins. I would love that so much, man. I'm a Clemson fan. Like I was, you know, I watched him and Trevor win a championship for my Clemson Tigers. And I think that would be a great uh, receiver for Bryce. Like, Okay, T's down there somewhere. I'm going to get it up there to him. I, I think that would be perfect for him. Uh, a, a wide receiver in the draft and in free agency, I think, would do us good. Um, and then the offensive line, this is where like I could kind of be swayed either way, right? Like it's a bit of a conundrum to me. Because on one hand, you could say, well, we had so many injuries on the O-line this year that yeah. it was impossible to have any type of you know continuity when you're constantly replacing your two guards. Um, I think that maybe if we get some guys back healthy, we could be better. But at some point, I do think that you need to build up your um, depth along the O-line. And, uh, you know, nothing is more important right now than building around Bryce. You have to know what you have in him as a quarterback because right now we don't. So put him in a success, in a system to succeed, put weapons around him, and really just build up your O-line. Yeah, uh, the problem with the offensive line is that some of them are already locked in for a couple of years, right? Then we signed Bozeman to yeah. an extension. Uh, Moten's going to be here for a little bit. The only one uh, that's on Christensen's on the last year of his deal. Corbett, yeah. I believe, has. I think Corbett extended uh, last year, didn't he? Right, for at least a couple of years. And then Icky's on his rookie deal. So I don't know what you can. Hmm. Yeah. See, the thing is, we never saw him healthy. We never saw the offensive line from the year prior completely healthy. No. Like, really, I mean, Christian got hurt game one uh, that night. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it, there's a lot in the air with that. And I like what uh, Canales said about uh, somebody asked him straight up, like, you know, hey, your line, 
is a power run line. Last year, they decided not to do that for some reason. What are you going to do? And he was like, we're going to do what's best for us. <laughs> like, yeah. whatever it is we need to do that week, that's what we're going to do, which was the yeah. perfect answer. Don't get pigeonholed into what we're going to be a power team. We're going to be blah, blah, blah. No, I, do what, what, yeah. what, what works. <laughs> I also think if we're talking about wide receivers, Chris uh, uh, Ledane says in the chat, Calvin Ridley is probably the most realistic option for us right now. If we're going a free agent wide receiver route, because I don't think he's going to break the bank. He's yeah. not considered to be like the an elite tier. I mean, he is, but like not to the point that he was when he was with Atlanta. Um, and, and I think that he is that separating wide receiver that could do a lot of damage with Bryce as his quarterback. So that's kind of in our wheelhouse. If if I'm, if you're asking me, there's a lot of wide receivers in this draft too. Um, right. I liked what Dan said during the press conference where people were asking, was he going to trade up into the first? And he was like, well, we have pick 32. It's literally a late first round pick. Like, we, I don't know if we need to, to trade collateral just to move up 10 spots or something for a player at this point. Because uh, a player at number 22, it's going to be pretty similar to a player at 32, to be honest. Uh, usually it's those first 10 are separated out or 12. And then it kind of drifts into this, from pick like 12, 13, depending on the year, into about the middle of the second round, those guys are interchangeable to me. Like it, it, you can, any of those guys might've went to the first if the team fell in love with them. So uh, I agree with them. We don't necessarily need a first. Look at the Rams. The Rams haven't had a first round pick in like four years. <laughs> and they're still trucking along. So um, at wide receiver to me might be it. Uh, I'm curious as to what happens with Icky. Um, he's a top 10 pick. I don't want to just give up on him. Uh but I don't know if just moving him to guard is going to be a fix either. Um, and the secondary, uh, we had a lot of injuries uh, last year in the secondary, uh, and especially to our starters, J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson. They may – I don't think they're going to – well, it doesn't sound like they're going to keep C.J. Henderson. They didn't extend his uh, uh, his fifth-year option or whatever, so it looks like he's going to be a free agent. Maybe they look for a cornerback, um, some kind of shutdown corner. Uh, considering the division that we're in. Um, hey, maybe I, Jai, I'm just saying Jair Alexander is out there, and he's from Charlotte. Oh, from and he's from Charlotte. So yeah, I, I would is he a free agent? Jair here. Is he about to be a free agent? I I'm, I had to double check. I want to say that he's coming to this to be the last year. Just there, and I know there was like some kind of turmoil there with Green Bay. I was about to say right there at the end, um, whatever the last game was, uh, no, it was when they were here. Uh, when they came to Charlotte and played, uh, he he made himself a captain or something. Yeah, and called the <laughs> he got suspended the next game for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what is this dude doing? How do you get suspended for? Why would you think you could <laughs> just walk out and be the captain and call the coin toss and the coaches don't know what's going on? Uh, you kind of showing up, people, buddy. Um, but yeah, so but no, nah, I like I like Jair. I think he's really good. So uh, maybe that becomes a question there. Uh, bonus question here. And we've kind of touched on a little bit with some of these topics, but who is the priority number one? Is it defensive end Brian Burns or all oh, Frankie Louvu? Uh, and that's good. Like, now let's have a debate. Yeah, I've been waiting for this one. Come on, now listen. But um, I don't whoever know. Wants to, whoever wants to dive in on this one first, because this is intricately layered. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Monty. Batter you know, up. Yeah, go ahead, Monty. Yeah. You want to set it off? Who, who is, uh, more, who is another, number one? Um, now, uh, now, seriously, I think. It could go either way, you know. You could convince me either way with this topic because I think both guys got to make a strong argument. I'm going Brian Burns. 
I think Brian Burns has, has earned his contract. I also think Brian Burns has, you know, when when healthy and winning a a conducive or winning a, a system that isn't absolutely trash. I feel like you know, I feel like he's been one of the better offensive um, or better defensive pass rushers in the league. Um, I love Frankie Louvu to death, you know. So again, you could convince me either way. I'm probably going Brian Burns. I think with the Vero's defense, I think if you add, but you know, once you get Shaq back, you can finally get a you know a consistent you know consistency at cornerback i think you can, if you can get another pass rusher i think brian burns will you know just make that next step like a lot of these guys here but yeah i mean I, again i would not argue i'm not gonna fight you down today cody about frankie Lou. You know, i think frankie Lou is definitely a dog man cody right. i mean look my thing is, my, my thing is this we're already so decimated at the linebacker position specifically those two inside linebacker spots that you know shaq thompson's getting older uh, to lose Frankie Louvu when he has been nothing but Mr. Consistent, when nothing around him is consistent, is absurd to me. On top of that, his contract is going to be far less than the money that Brian Burns is looking to get. Look, before the season, man, I was all about paying Brian Burns. I felt so sure that this was going to be his breakout year. Uh, and then he basically didn't. And then McKenna later go on to admit that, well, yeah, I didn't want to get hurt, so I wasn't really necessarily putting my all into it. Like, bro, that that optics just doesn't read well, man. Mm -hmm. Like, we're always kind of torn between, well, do we pay him all the money that we don't necessarily think that he's worth or have to go through the issue of placing or replacing two edge rushers? You already needed that compliment to Brian Burns. Now you're going to get rid of Brian Burns? I just think that this whole thing has handcuffed us. And I do not think that Brian Burns has earned the type of money that he is asking for. I would not pay him Miles Garrett money at this point in time. So, yeah, Frankie is... It's, it's the, never the, even been confirmed that he's asked for type, that type of money. Either, right, why hasn't he been paid yet, Monty? If, if he's not asking for that type of money... I mean, well, you, the, the, you, I mean, to be fair, the, uh, the general manager that didn't pay him just got fired. So, I mean, you could let's let's be real. Yeah. You could say that the general manager here was just terrible, and that's been true. So, I mean, I why you could ask a lot of things. Why do we trade your uh, Hall of Fame talent for uh, for not a first round pick? If that's the argument that we're gonna make, I mean, there's a lot of things that we just not had. We've just done terribly wrong, and it now has trickled down to. Now you're be- like you said, it's handcuffed us. You either lose your best, uh, best. I- I'm gonna make the argument, bro. He's still arguably the best player on the defensive side of the ball. You arguably one of the nah, best that's players. Derek Brown. The- I mean, that's bro, Derek again, Brown. Towards, you can, yeah, like, you can make just before the season started, people didn't even want Derek Brown. People were saying that they weren't even going to stand by Derek Brown. He so, did turn it around this year, yeah. So yeah. I mean, so again, that again, you can always make the argument. Brian Burns is still the best player on that side of the ball. Either way, you're going to either, like you said, fill two holes at defensive uh, defensive end or one hole by you know with, with losing Frankie Louvu. Again, Frankie, Frankie Louvu is going to be cheaper, but Frankie Louvu is still isn't higher than Brian Burns. You know, so that's why you pay Brian Burns more. So I mean, and, and to, to be honest, you said uh, about playing inside uh, inside backer, bro. Frankie Louvu was better as an outside backer than inside backer. He he was forced to play inside backer. I'm talking about a three hurt. four. If you have four linebackers, you have two but, edge rushers, but, but in and a you three, got your four, two in the middle. In a, in a three four, he still would be used more as a pass rusher than he would be as an inside backer, though. I mean, they were using him to to hunt down the run. Like they're not like they're using him to blitz sometimes. But in the middle of the defense, we don't have anyone. Shaq Thompson's getting older. Uh, Deion Jones, like that's not a long term answer. 
the the same thing that you're saying about defensive end is the same thing that I can say about linebacker. Now, if you let Frankie Luvu go, you're going to be looking to replace Shaq. Now you're going to be looking to replace Luvu. We haven't even replaced Luke Kinkley or Thomas Davis. Not like it could, I understand. Well, I, but we haven't well, done anything honest, since e- they were gone. Well, it's easier to replace Luvu. I mean, look how we found Luvu. We found Luvu on, on, on a late-round pick and we in a, over a team that didn't even want him, all from the Jazz. So- I, I, I've always thought that uh, Luvu, ever since Dan Morgan made those dog comments uh, at the press conference, Frankie Luvu popped in my head. I was like, that was a Dan Morgan guy. Like, that was a guy that Dan Morgan yeah. found and came to fit her and was like, hey, we need this guy because of block. Because if you look at the way he plays and like the, what he is to the team, I don't think Scott Fitterer found him. <laughs> I, I feel like Dan Morgan found him and brought him to Scott Fitterer. Um, and I think keeping Dan actually allows him to keep both Brian Burns and Frankie Louvu. Uh, I think I saw Frankie Louvu's value on sports tracks like 11 million a year or something like that. It's like a $45 million deal for four years or something. That seems doable. Um, that seems very doable for somebody like Frankie Louvu. And then with Burns, uh, someone had posted in the comments, because a lot of them are, are leaning more toward Louvu being the one that's priority number one. Uh, C3 Panther Pickle says reports was they offered a $23 million deal, and he said no. That was right when Bosa was getting, what, like 29, 32, whatever he ended up getting. Yeah. Uh, prior, he was getting compared to him. So, uh, I, I just man, they probably not traded anything for Burns. Is my problem? Like, they, like my my problem with Brian Burns is he has no secondary pass rush maneuver. He'll get to the back foot, and if he doesn't beat the tackle around the edge, like he has no get off, man. It, it's 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 he wants like Monty saying we don't know how much money he wanted. My thing is that the reason they didn't pay him was because he was asking for a crazy amount of money. I felt they intended to pay him because that's why they didn't trade him to the Rams the two different times they had the opportunity to. They just wanted to pay him in the ballpark that they valued him at. And I just think that those two are, are, the Panthers and Brian Burns are at an impasse. To me, the most reasonable answer going forward is you put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. He plays under the tag for a year unless someone's willing to divvy up enough draft picks uh, for us to be able to to move on from him, especially when you don't have a first-round pick as the Panthers right now. To me, that's the best option. Monty, anything from off of that? It's it's hard to say I disagree. Is yeah. but again, is <laughs> I, I think that you, your your priority going into it is you you go to keep like Dan Morgan was saying you go to keep your dogs. Uh, before, like I said, before the season started, Brian Burns was absolutely the top dog that we were considering on this team. You know, you can either argue J.C. Horn, you can argue you know quite a few uh, only a couple handful of guys, but Brian Burns was your guy. Um, feel how you feel about Brian Burns in this season. You know, that doesn't change my opinion about him as a pass rusher. That doesn't change my opinion about the priority of keeping him as a player. Um, again, I'm not I'm not saying or advocating that you lose Frankie Louvu. You know, I, I would like I, you know, I, I would like to keep both. If we can find a way to keep both, the cap is there, you got to do it. You know, I feel like keep the you keep your strength strong. I, I feel like even regardless of what you, the difference between Brian Burns and Frankie Louvu Brian Burns was a first round pick and he's been one of the high or he's had high one of the highest sack numbers since being drafted. Frankie Louvu was a late round pick and we got him you know on, on a late you know, over a trade and we just lucked into getting Frankie Louvu. So don't don't tell me that you can't replace Frankie Louvu. Uh, but again, I'm not trying to lose him either. So I don't I admit it, it just this was tough, man, because you know again I I love both players. So I, I would like to see both of them stay here, man. I think yeah. the difference between the two of them is Frankie Louvu got that dog in him. 
That's what I think the difference is. I can't say that Vern's don't have a dog in him. It's just that Lubu's more animated. I think. What game has he ever taken over? What game has not Lubu has never taken over a game, bro? Like, let's, yeah. let's not act he's, like Frankie Lubu. Frankie Lubu, there are plays when Frankie is in on almost every single play. Bro, there's, there's, games, where, bro, there's games where Brian Burns is, has, you can argue, make the same thing, bro. Like, yeah, Burns like, is more than Let's not make the argument. Frankie Lubu has never taken over a game. Now, we've never came out of a game and said Frankie Okay, Lube that's fine, but, but but a linebacker, Monty, isn't supposed to take over a game. That's not true. Your star edge rusher is supposed to okay, take so over a game. Okay, so why do we game? look at Luke Keekly as the linebacker that we do then, bro? That's hey, just absolutely outside linebacker. That's comparing apples to oranges. a unicorn, you like, look at linebackers to, to dominate the to, to dominate and lead your team, bro. We've never had a game where Frankie Louvu has dominated and led our team to a win. Stop. Let's not okay. make that. I do need right. to point, I'm, I'm saying point neither has Brian Burns. Okay, when the, games are okay, on the line, measurements for one player has that we're not going to use for the other player. So why are we making measurements for one player that we're not going to use for the other player? Because one of them isn't asking to be paid top five in his position group. That's never been even been confirmed, Cody. So that's well, what I'm saying. That's that, that, not it, but you're gonna tell me that if Brian Burns was only asking for like what 21, 22 million? No, we don't know that. But said no. We don't know that, man. But again, at, at the same yeah, time, we, can we, can't, we can't go off though. of uh, a speculation, and that's what you're going off of. I, I want to point out something in the comments section that I'm noticing while y'all are going back and forth from this. The the comment, the crowd has turned on Brian Burns like the WWE universe turned on The Rock the other night. Like, it's like, a new they, day, they man. Brian it's Burns a new, here. Bro, bro, <laughs> it's, it's a new day, but y'all did the same thing to Derek Brown, bro. That's, that's, that's not, my point. It's y'all do not the same thing to every player every year. Anymore. And it's honestly, not 2021 they, anymore. And Derek Brown was a monster in the middle last year, throwing dudes off of bro, him. Bro, cut it, Cody, cut it out. Because this Burns time, doesn't year throw ago, no you were saying off that you him. fine with getting Derek Brown going, bro. So stop it, bro. No, I never said that. I said Derek Brown. I said Derek Brown. I said Derek Brown needs to step up re- relative to the other uh, uh, guys that play that position, like a Dexter Lawrence, like a Quinn Williams. And guess what? This year and last year. Derek Brown did that. So, okay, now I'm going to shut my mouth about it. Brian Burns has never done that, man. He doesn't throw people off of him. He put on all that weight and he still doesn't set a physical edge. He doesn't have secondary pass rush maneuvers. Uh, it's, it's, it's a bridge bro, to Bro, none of that's even true, bro. Bro, yes, it is. Tell me it's not, bro. That's that a bro. Their, their film don't support that. Statistics don't even support that. Bro, bro the like, film definitely supports that. And I got my film guys in the chat right now that can verify that. There's my, my, so my, many my, instances. I don't care if the chat support it, bro. That's what my, y'all can say. Y'all can chat all about it, but y'all don't ever support it. Bro. It's that, not in the chat. True. Yeah, we do. We had all 22 videos. Okay, now And showing like Brian said, bro, Burns that's, that's, that's not affecting the play. Well, look, like I'm just I'm still, I'm still stuck on the fan base basically has turned on Burns uh, and basically they're, they're perfectly fine with trading him out. It sounds like the same conversations that we were having with Christian McCaffrey. That's what it feels exactly. like. Exactly. It's like people are just tired of him not doing whatever he was advertised to yeah, do. People were and they'd rather just the get something. Yeah, but look what happened. <laughs> like bro, he's off as a player of the year. Bro, yeah, but that's a different McCaffrey. scenario. And honestly, McCaffrey, bro, they did the same thing with DJ Moore. They yep. did the same thing with Cam Newton at the end of, at the end of his yep. career, bro. They do the same thing with they did the same. Bro, honestly, if Derrick Brown didn't have the year he had this year, 
They would steal Derrick Brown because they were starting to do it last year. Exactly. They would be a bust. And we're doing it with Icky. We're doing it with although that might be justified a little bit with Icky. But all of our top like draft picks or whatever, there's always a point where we're questioning whether or not we should have them. It's almost like the fan base feels like it's better to have picks than players. Like exactly. they'd much rather and, have, and, and that's this, why we were two and seventeen. Or exactly, and yeah. It's almost like they'd rather have this like treasure trove of picks that could turn to something, or maybe not turn. But it's the idea that they're nothing yet, and we have them. They'd rather have that than Brian Burns <laughs> or that. Well, but it's Christian also like, like saying these guys are elite. They're top of the top, and they deserve to be paid at the top of the top. Well, okay, they're proven other places, but when they're here, McCaffrey was hurt. So nobody ever doubted that McCaffrey Bro, was McCaffrey was an all pro player. Nobody right, right. Nobody ever doubted that McCaffrey was him. And part, everybody well, was saying that if he was going to hurt a lot, it was because of well, us. The way they were using him. I mean, okay. they weren't giving but him rest days. The conversation, but the conversation would be different if McCaffrey had kept on getting hurt with San Francisco, because then it was like, okay, we moved on from a talented injury prone player. And then he goes out and has his best year. My thing is if you're a defensive end in the NFL or outside linebacker, whatever, you are paid to take over games at the end of ball games when you're needed the most. Burns does not do that. There have been times this year when a tight end would block Brian Burns out of the play completely. And it's like that that that's not a top rusher, man. But you it's said you not. said at the very beginning of this part of the segment that Burns himself said that he didn't really go 100% this year out of fear of possible injury because of no contract attached to him. So maybe some of that is just Burns didn't have the same oomph and his step that he would have previous years when there wasn't money on the line. Uh, so, so why I, didn't he uh, hold out? Why didn't he hold out? Because he wanted to complain about him holding out, bro. Stop it. Yeah, we, then we would have been like, we don't want to pay because he held out. Play, but if you're going to take plays off because you didn't get paid, then why are you even playing? Bro, that's that's trash, man. Because I mean, so no, again, it's not why, trash. Why did you pay him again, bro. When the first season started, you you even were advocating that you pay Brian Burns. So so because because now he didn't get paid because you had to end up general manager. You blame the player. That's trash, and, bro. Stop. And he did get, no, and he, did get hurt. he did get hurt during the year and played through it. He still exactly. kept coming out and playing for a two and seventeen exactly. or two and fifteen team uh, that hadn't given him his money and really. He knew by the end of the season, the whole front office was going to be in flux, so he might never get his money from the Panthers. So the fact that he continued to play through the end of the year, uh, I'll, I'll commend him for that. I can't really sit here and say he should have been a top five DE this year uh, right. and ignore his whole career before it. Like I think that's the main problem. Everyone's ignoring exactly. what he did before this year. Uh, he's earned the money from his Wait, play up to this year, point. One been, year, uh, one year of plus 10 sacks, and that's all it requires? Alex, Bro, uh, Alex, just, are you paying him just for Alex Hyde, Dude, Alex Highsmith, Alex Highsmith, the edge for the uh, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, already has like two years of over 10 sacks. So what? And, and, and he was like a fourth round draft pick. So what? He's still not great at Brian, uh, great higher than Brian Burns. So why does that even matter? Graded by who? Graded by who, Monty? Graded by who? No, no, no. Who doesn't have him graded higher than Brian Burns? And why does that matter? Like, why, one okay, has so more so production why, so than why the we, other. Why, why we box score, all we doing is box score watching when it benefits us. And okay, the only thing that you've mentioned is sacks. You, you don't mention anything else. That's, what, that's what I was saying. Like, is sacks the only thing you're paying for? Because Brian Burns is a monster in the run game. Uh, that's the same right. thing. So, okay. that's, that's the same. So, what are you paying for? number three total defense this year question, and all that's for the Brian Burns. I pushed the question back onto y'all. Why are you paying him other than we have no other options? 
He, well, I mean, we drafted him. He's a first-round homegrown talent that we drafted. I mean, and, bro, uh, he's, he's also a two-time Pro Bowler. Let's, 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 teams let's are coming around often two first-round picks from him. He's clearly got talent. Like, it's not like we're over-evaluating the dude, but I'm not saying he's the greatest defensive end in the game today, but I'm, I'll be damned if I say he's number 15. I have no problem with the player getting played. I do have a problem when a player is wanting to be paid tops in his position and doesn't play tops in his position. No, do I know for sure what Brian Burns wanted? No. But the fact that they didn't sign him when the Panthers knew that they turned down draft picks in order to keep him in Carolina tells me that the asking price was a little Cody, bit you agreed too high. I'm allowed to read between picks, the lines on that one. You agreed with the turn down draft picks. So what, so what are we talking about now, man? I got to move it to the next topic. <laughs> I got to move to it. There's one more, um, and it's outside Panther world. It is Super Bowl week, and I couldn't get you guys out of here without at least getting Super Bowl predictions. Uh, 49ers, Chiefs. Um, I know the money is with the 49ers. I think the 49ers are favored. Uh, I can't figure out why Vegas is – or maybe all the money went on the Chiefs or something. I don't know. Who uh, <laughs> Who do you guys got in this one? Because it looks like it's going to be a good one. I hope it's. Good. I, I, I can't bet against. I, I I can't bet against Patty Holmes, man. I Thank can't, you. I, can, I just can't bet against. against Thank you. <laughs> I'm done doing it. Like I'm I done like, with this dude. Like I feel like I don't have a dog in this fight. I feel like the Chiefs are probably going to win. However, I am pulling for the San Francisco 49ers. One for Christian McCaffrey. Two for Steve Wilkes. And number three, I think that that is what you're trying to build here in Carolina. That's the offense that you're trying to build. I think that uh, Bryce, uh, Bryce Young and Brock Purdy are similar quarterbacks in their style and what they do well. And I think that the San Francisco 49ers, like, that is the snapshot of who the Panthers are trying to become. Now, obviously, we don't have all the defensive players, but I, I'm pulling for them, man. I want McCaffrey to get a ring. I want Steve Wilkes to get a ring. And, uh, yeah, I think that the Panthers are trying to be like that one day. So I'll See, pull for them. People know um, before we got the Panthers in 96 or 95, I was a Cowboy fan. You know, it, it, here in this area, you were either probably a Redskin fan or a Cowboy fan if you grew up in North Carolina before the Panthers were here. You know, a lot of Steelers, too. A lot of a Steelers, lot of Steelers yeah. So um, I grew up as a little kid. I was a Redskin fan. And then as I got a little bit older in the middle school, and uh, like right, right eight, late 80s, early 90s, when Jerry Jones bought the team and all that stuff, I was a big Emmett Smith fan, so I followed him to Dallas, and then that's when I became a Dallas fan. Uh, I left Dallas once we got our own team. Because of that, I can't root for the 49ers. Like I, they're, it's like me rooting for Duke. You know what I mean? Like I just can't. No matter how much I like Zion Williamson, I can't root for Duke to win this game. I can root for Zion, <laughs> but I'm not going to root for Duke to win the game. I'll just root for Zion to drop 30 on them, and they still lose. Uh, I'm kind of the same way with the 49ers. I don't really do the whole. Uh, I wish that former player success. I hope they win the Super Bowl type thing. I look like you're not with us now. Like you're literally not here. <laughs> so like I can't root for your success. You're no longer a Panther. It doesn't affect us at all. If you win this ring, we don't get to share it. We don't get to hold it on Tuesdays. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, so I, I don't, I could care less if McCaffrey and Wilkes and Sam Darnold and whoever else is over there from uh, the Panthers actually wins a ring. I'm with money. I've been saying it from the beginning of the playoffs. I'm done betting against Pat Mahomes. Like I'm just done. Like I, I was one of the ones in the very beginning when Pat first started in the NFL. I didn't believe what I was seeing. So I was just like basically brushing it off. Like, well, no, that's not sustainable. You can't constantly throw across your chest, across field and make 
completions. You can't throw behind the back passes in the NFL. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't throw no look passes in the NFL and it works like somewhere around uh, not last year, the year before that, the run they went on that year where they were, I think they were playing Houston and uh, Pat Mahomes had that run where everybody thought he was going to run out of bounds. They just kept tippy toeing down to the sideline <laughs> and ran to the end zone. Cause nobody wanted to touch him. And like, they were down like, it's like 35 to seven or something nuts. And the chiefs came back and ended up winning the game, the playoff game. It might've been the last playoff game. The Sean Watson was the quarterback for the Texans. Yeah. From that point on, I was like, okay, I can't bet against the chiefs. They find ways to do this in the playoffs. And Pat Mahomes has some crazy, he's like 14 and three or something in the playoffs. Yeah. Like for his they're career. The, they're the new bad guy, man. They're the boogeyman now. Like they're the turning into it. Yeah. But is yeah, that well, turning in? Like, of, uh, I think they are. Is that is that because of Pat Mahomes winning too much, or is that because of the whole Taylor Swift conspiracy? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All this nonsense. Uh, I, I've been defending Taylor Swift the past three weeks. That's what the Chiefs have put me in a position where I've had to defend Taylor Swift for three weeks because I'm like, you're really ain't doing nothing, man. Just leave her alone. She's a but how mad are people going to be when the entire halftime performance by Usher? They're just going to have the camera on Taylor Swift. Oh, on Taylor Swift singing Usher. They're going to pan to her singing. Going to be disgust. Hey, as a, as a diehard Usher fan, I'm going to be disgusted. I'm not even going to lie. Well, we're a real quick bonus bonus question before I get y'all out of here for the uh, the day. Uh, what's your favorite halftime performance of the Super Bowl ever? Because I was watching. Um, I already know what mine is personally, but in terms of the greatest one, I- I'd been fighting it. But I saw a documentary on Prince on Peacock last night, and I was like, you know yeah. what? That, that Purple Rain performance in the rain. Because I grew up in the '80s, like Purple Rain is like my thing. For him to be playing Purple Rain on an electric guitar and a downpour in the uh, the halftime show. Ah, that might be the best one. Um, yeah, Prince was probably. I'm, go I'm gonna go Beyonce, bro. Um, yeah, bro. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a low key, I'm a low key hot man. Which one? The one, so. uh, the one in New Orleans when the, the electricity went out. Yeah, like, like when, when she when she did the Michael Jackson uh, tribute, like yeah. Oh yeah, of, and they did. She brought out formation. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Kind of, my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite was uh, Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I, that was so, gonna be my second one, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a watch party, uh, watching that, and um, at the time, nobody was paying attention to the TV, but me and one friend, and he was sitting on one end of a couch, and I, it's like an L sit couch. I'm sitting way on the other. And we were the only ones watching the TV, and there's like 20 people wandering around talking. So when it happened, we were the only ones that saw it. We both jumped up and looked at each other like, did you see <laughs> And we were the only ones in the room. Everybody's like, what? what happened? What happened? This is 2004, so you can't rewind it. You can't, you know what Bro, I mean? Like, I was, I was, I was all of 13 years old being like, did I just Bro, I was like in sixth grade, dog. And I remember like my mom covering my eyes like, oh my God, did y'all see what happened? <laughs> Uh, and it wasn't even, yeah, like like detail said, what didn't even a nip. It had a sticky on it. It was the, it was the shock. It was the shock of it kind of coming out. Like you weren't expecting that on a halftime show for <laughs> for the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, because at that time, dude, that was so taboo. Like she got slandered. Yeah. Oh, dude, she got dude. Her career after. never recovered. Her no, career never and recovered. It really is messed up, man. Like what yeah. happened to her after? Like yeah, if, it, yeah. If you read Justin the whole Timberlake's story, career, took off. Actually, if you think yeah, about from two thousand four on, like he uh, his solo career took off. But Janet yeah, Jackson. Now, she was supposed to be on concert right before uh, 
before COVID happened because she was coming through Winston-Salem. Uh, it was going to be like her first concert tour oh, in wow. like 10 years or whatever. Damn. But uh, they ended up canceling the tour. So uh, for me personally, though, greatest Super, time, uh, Super Bowl halftime show, ain't for me, nothing's beating Dr. Dre, uh, Snoop, Eminem, 50 Cent, <laughs> no, Mary J. Blige, uh, Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> like that whole that thing. Like, Yeah, because Dre don't do stuff like that. And Dre is like... Uh, my favorite producer of all time. So to see him do something like that and to gather all those group, that was, that was a halftime show for me and like my people, like I'm 46. Like I was in college in 2003, like when in the club was on like that, when shady aftermath was like the biggest label on earth, yeah. I'm in college. Like literally I'm living through college while it's like the soundtrack to my college. So um, that to me was probably the best one, but I understand if people go towards Prince and, yeah. And that because I I totally get it. <laughs> I told I'm a Prince I'm fan. Thinking like, of like, I mean, it's not halftime show, but if I'm just thinking of musical performances, I'm thinking of Whitney Houston and that national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that's still this, classic. Still bro, classic. That, bro, you could see pictures of it and get goosebumps. You think uh, you think Usher's bringing anybody with him, or is he going to pull a Rihanna like last year and just do the whole thing? himself I, I didn't think rihanna was gonna be good but she was actually okay um yeah i actually like rihanna's pregnant. performance you know, yeah, a lot of people she, said they didn't like it i, I would like to perform it. i was uh, fine with it i kept expecting somebody to pop out and i was like oh no she's doing this dolo she's doing it by herself like nope and she was like six months pregnant <laughs> like while she was doing it like floating around on those platforms or whatever i'm wondering yeah. who would come out for us or maybe jermaine dupree or uh Trying to think, no man, did he been on the low? Uh, if he brings out Chris Brown, I think that that may top it all because you know, because him and Chris Brown got a couple songs together as well, and you know, they've kind of broken to a a Michael Jackson, yeah, dude, that'd be dope. That would be because see, it's all about being viral, it's all about viral moments at this point. Like, can you do something in this show that people are gonna be talking about the next day? I don't so, know. Having having Chris Brown the year after Rihanna, that's that's <laughs> not a wild. I'm just saying. Hey, uh, it's going to they're going. That's all they're going to talk about for like the next three years, bro. Now you got to do it. Now yeah, you, you got to do it. Hey, maybe <laughs> so Brown do it. after Brown. Maybe so, man. <laughs> oh, Coldplay was the uh, when we went to the Super Bowl in 2015. It was Coldplay. I, I, I blotted that. Yeah, it was Bruno Mars, Rihanna, and Coldplay. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. Um, was it Rihanna or was it or was it Beyonce? No, beyond. I mean, beyond. No, it was Beyonce, Beyonce. Coldplay, and yeah. Bruno Mars. And Bruno Mars, and that was not. They just didn't mesh together. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Usher, you know, Rock Nation runs the halftime show. Jay Z and them boys. So we'll see what they do there. Uh, did you guys? You guys picked right. You, me and Monty picked the Chiefs. You picked the 49ers? Yeah, I picked 49ers. All right. So we'll we'll see here. Uh, 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl Sunday on. So it's on CBS and Paramount Plus this year. So uh, definitely check that out there. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, appreciate everybody stopping by this morning and joining us. Uh, make sure you go well, rate and subscribe. C3 uh, podcast, their YouTube channel. Go uh, uh, subscribe to them. Go subscribe to the Tobacco Road YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio, uh, where you can catch this. Uh, you can catch other uh, shows in the Keep Pounding Podcast Network. There's an interview with Fox, uh, Fox Sports Chris Myers uh, right now. That's up right there, as well as the Cat Cave. Believe in Panthers is there. Myself, Jonathan Stewart, and Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated Weekly uh, analysis on the Carolina Panthers and much, 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 much more. If you live in the state of North Carolina and you're a sports fan, definitely come check us out there. Uh, for Monty, for Cody, I am Dez. Uh, again, if you're following me on my old Twitter, please don't. Uh, go to the one that's right there, uh, Dez Johnson underscore 3505, because the other one is trying to give you Bitcoin advice, and you don't want that. Um, <laughs> you don't want that advice. So just 
unfollow that one. Unfollow this one. Uh, and we'll see you guys uh, next time here on Embrace Debate. Keep pounding. <laughs>